Hello and welcome to Writing Perspectives, a podcast about writing and writers. My name is Steve Borley and I'm a writer. Writing Perspectives is here to help you understand what it takes to be a successful writer and what the life of a writer is really all about. I certainly don't have the answers to all of those questions, um, so each episode I introduce you to people who just might. Today I'm delighted to be speaking to Lucy Makara. Lucy started her first publishing company at university and has been publishing, editing and writing ever since. She's been a magazine and book editor and publisher, a print and TV journalist, a writer's agent and editor for Methrin, and developed, written and edited TV and video series. Lucy is an expert in work-life balance and is the author of 10 published books, including, with her business partner Joe Gregory, How to Write Your Book Without the Fuss and How to Write Fiction Without the Fuss. Her first novel, Blood and Water, was published by Macmillan New Writing and was followed by Kindred Spirits and Mr Mikey's Ladies. Lucy founded Rethink Press with Joe in 2011, and as managing editor, Lucy works with entrepreneurs and business owners, helping them publish business and self-help books, blogs, and much more. She's also the published mentor for KPI, Key Person of Influence, an international business accelerator program. Lucy mentors and coaches individual writers and has a postgraduate diploma in teaching creative writing and literacy. That's quite a CV. So welcome to Writing Perspectives, Lucy. Thank you, Steve. It's very nice to have to be here. It's great to have you on. I think you've, your range of experiences, uh, uh, you know, it's, it gives me so many questions I want to ask you. But can I start by asking you, as a publisher, with your publisher's hat on, what's your view of the publisher versus self-publishing debate? I think it depends very much who you are, what kind of book you're writing or have written, and what you want to do with your book. I think there are three uh, there are three ways that you can get published at the moment. One, of course, is traditional publishing, and that is by you know getting uh, a contract with a traditional publisher who will then do everything for you and take res- financial responsibility for doing everything it takes to get your book published, from editing and cover design and interior area design and typesetting and dealing with the publishing side of things um, out of which then they will take the lion's share of royalties because that's how traditional publishers make money from the sales of books and you will get a small royalty on any book sale now that's that's how things always used to work and as you say there's now the self-publishing or the what we call hybrid publishing routes. So um, that one at the moment, um, traditional publishing works very well if you are, and I'm mostly here talking about um, business authors, authors of business or self-help books, which is what um, I, I, I know most about at the moment, although I have written and had published novels as well. Um, so obviously, um, if you have a, a big following, if you are well known, if you're already published, then a traditional publisher is going to be interested in you. And that may work very well for you because they can be assured that you're going to your the sales of your book are, are going to cover their costs, which is one make money for them, which they're most interested in. So if you're but if you're not not um, uh, someone with a massive um, fan base and, and, you know, can't guarantee high sales of your book necessarily, especially if it's your first book, then you have the choices of either self-publishing or going with a hybrid publisher, which is what Rethink Press is. So on the self-publishing side, um, the the pros are that you, uh, people, well, people think that you can self-publish for 
no money or little money, but that's not entirely true. You really have to have some professional input. Um, I mean, for instance, it would be very foolish, in my view, to have any kind of book published, whether it's fiction or non-fiction, without a professional editor having done a very thorough job on it. I mean, as you said, I've had 10 books published and I wouldn't dream of having let any of my, even though I'm an editor myself, um, <laughs> my, my, even my final manuscripts, I wouldn't have let them go to, to, to press without a professional editor having done a you know done, done their job um, you never pick up all your own mistakes there's lots of things that could be improved always so um, that's one thing that you really need to pay for um, I think the other thing that you that you really should pay for is professional cover design I mean we all say don't judge a book by its cover but it's not true you always do um, judging a book by its cover is what we do and that's why we have book covers um, so um, it's 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 really important professional cover design is not the same as graphic design or you know marketing design or, or online web web design a, a professional book cover designer has a very special set of experience and expertise. Um, and I really think that that's a very important part of, of, of having, of, of making it worthwhile publishing your book. Um, a bad cover can do you much more harm um, than good. So um, you, you certainly have to, even if you're self-publishing, you certainly have to pay for some elements. If you have a simple, if you, for instance, written, written um, a novel or um, a, a book that needs very simple interior layout, um, then you may be able to get away with doing that yourself um, or yeah. <laughs> but um, if you have written a book like most business or self-help books that need to have, um, you know, professional interior design to make them look good, um, then again, that's something else you need to pay for. And then the other side of things is that, you know, it, publishing isn't just a sort of a, a simple, you know, let's upload it to Amazon and then it'll be there. It's a bit more complicated than that. And so the question is whether you want to invest your time doing that yourself, learning that, being your, uh, your own publisher and doing all the work that involves or whether you want to pay someone else who perhaps, well, and certainly in our case, are professionals with long term experience doing it to do that for you. So I think it's I mean, I think self-publishing works very well for fiction authors, for instance. I think hybrid publishing is probably a better option for business and self-help authors. That's really interesting. So I guess what you're saying is if you want to self-publish, it's one thing being a writer, but you've also then got to, you know, unless you well, either pay money to bring in those other professionals, as you say, or you then also have to develop the skills to be an editor, a designer, um, as well as the, the actual technicals of publishing and getting something into ebook format and getting it uploaded. Yes, that's absolutely right. I mean, you know, publishing is a business in its own right and it's not mm -hmm. the same as being an author. Um, there, there's a, you know, that it's two different, uh, two different sets of expertise. Mm -hmm. So, um, and yes, you know, you can, you can learn it. And certainly some authors and I, I have, have, you know, done incredibly well by self publishing. Um, and if you're going to publish lots and lots of books and you think that it's worth your while to become that, you know, um, uh, experienced publisher, yourself then then that could be that that could be a very good route for you but if actually you make more um money basically out of doing your uh, out of doing what you do in your own business then i think like things like marketing or having a website designed or things like that then publishing your book 
um, it's it's more worthwhile paying somebody else to do it for you. Thanks. I mean, that's really interesting because you, you see lots of things online in particular that encourage people to go to the self-publishing route and uh, you rarely get to, to hear the voice of a, of a publisher in the publishing perspective. So thinking about um, your experiences yourself, you mentioned, I mentioned in the intro as well, that you've, you've got uh, 10 books published, novels and, and business books. How has your experience as a writer of, of those books influenced your approach to publishing? Oh, that's an interesting question. Um, well, my first books uh, were published by traditional publishers and I was asked to, well, the, the initial ones were books on work-life balance. So I was uh, I was commissioned to publish those, to, to write those. Um, wasn't a great experience. My first experience was um, we wanted we want a book on work-life balance written. We've thought about what we want inside it. Here's a contents page. Can you go away and write it? That, that's I mean I didn't you know I was thrilled to be asked to write a book at all um, so I went away and did exactly what they said but I don't think it was uh, in fact I know it was definitely not my best book ever and that's not the best way to do it I mean I think it's really important for um, an author of any kind of book to own their own content so and the first thing that you know when I'm mentoring authors again of of fiction or non-fiction the first thing I want them to do is to develop a really detailed structure um, of you know a book plan a really detailed contents page that's basically the blueprint of their book so when they sit down and start writing there's no such thing as writer's block because you know exactly what the next stage or step or chapter or um plot development is going to be so the first thing I think you need to do is take ownership of your your own content and and create the structure for it so that was that was what I learned the first time hey Lucy that's really interesting um so I've read some interesting things by people like Stephen King who talk about not plotting and not structuring things in advance but you would say even for fiction writers that's something you would recommend that they do I um there, there's this great debate in fiction writing between um, the, the the people who structure and the people who don't structure and my honest belief is that everybody structures they just don't necessarily do it consciously I think when you've been when you've been writing for some time or even if you've been just been a a, a voracious reader for a long time even before you start writing I think you have um, a kind of structuring software in your head and you know how to do it so if you even if you say that you don't plot, that's that's what they the, we, the, the sort of debate is is um, divided between people who call themselves plotters and people who call themselves pantsers, either get, you know flying by the seat of their pants. Um, so I actually think that everybody plots; they just may not do it consciously. <laughs> that's, that's my that's my definite um, um, belief that you know. Th- you under, especially especially in fiction where there's you know a kind of hero's journey type um, scenario um, that every good novel um, adheres to in one way or another and I think that um, people who say they don't plot and don't structure actually have that so embedded in their in their uh, brains that um, you know they still work to that um, that 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 kind of structure. But I do think that with business and self-help books, which I mainly work on with authors at the moment, that that's, that's even more important that you actually do that as a, as an external um, exercise and you have that, uh, you have that detailed structure to work from beforehand.
Yeah, I suppose when you're um, writing a, a non-fiction or a, or, a, or a business book or a self-help book, I suppose you don't necessarily have that hero's journey to, to latch onto um, as, a, as, a, as, a, as a way to structure your, your message. Um, so, yes, I can, I can understand that. Um, that's great. So as a, as a publisher, how do you meet new writers? And when you meet them, how do you select those you work with? Oh, well, um, we started, Joe Gregory and I started Rethink Press after he had um, been running Bookshaker, um, a traditional but um, print-on-demand publisher uh, since I think 2003, Joe started it and he, um, he, he published his own book. He was in marketing, um, originally published a book on marketing, self published it and realized that actually this was an incredibly good, <laughs> this was a, a good way of, um, making money, of running a business, um, and doing what he enjoyed and actually much nicer than doing marketing itself. <laughs> so he started his publishing company and got in touch with, he, he had, um, through his business and other things, lo- lots of contact with, business owners, coaches, um, consultants, who he, you know, encouraged to write their books, which he published. Um, I joined Joe um, a few years later. Um, and it's kind of, we kind of mirror the development, I suppose, of the self-publishing and hybrid publishing industries, because to begin with, self-publishing was such a revelation when Amazon started offering that kind of option. Um, of print on demand so you didn't have to neither the author nor the publisher had to spend money um, on upfront print runs and distribution in order to get the book out there which was always that was always the risk what if you didn't sell them you'd spent this money and you know might never get it back Um, so so print on demand was a huge huge change in that and that's what made uh, publishing so new publishing so exciting then Um, and, and in a way I think people didn't mind so much about the things I've just been talking about, like really good editing, really good design, um, professional um, standards in publishing, because just getting a book out there without having to go through a traditional publisher was was such a great thing. But gradually, it dawned on us that actually the authors who we were publishing, the the entrepreneurs and and business, small business owners, didn't really want their books. To necessarily, I mean, they weren't primarily interested in book sales. They were using their books as business cards, as lead generators. They would give away a lot of books. Um, and that, really, that wasn't the best um, uh, kind of author, in a sense, for a traditional publisher who needs the book to sell in order to make money. So that's when we start, thought we'd start Rethink Press, which is a hybrid publisher where authors pay up front for the publishing services, um, the ones I mostly I've already mentioned, like editing and design, um, as well as the publishing itself, um, to, to the, the, so they pay for those and then they get a much, much higher royalty on sales. But also what they are able to do is to buy their books from us at a relatively cheap price, much cheaper than from a traditional publisher. So they can give them away so they can use the book for all those things that will build their business um, rather than concentrating on, you know, sort of marketing and PR and trying to get sales through Amazon um, and wherever else, because that's not the point for them. Them. So I've yeah. now forgot. I've now forgotten what the actual question was, or whether I've actually answered it. But well, well, it was really about about how you meet meet new writers. Oh, well, I yeah, guess so yeah, 
<laughs> so, for your business model, I guess it's slightly different. Yes. Yeah, so I've so I've actually answered a completely different question. But the <laughs> but but I did start off. Um, yes. What I was going to say was that uh, there's a huge word of mouth in that sort of area of, of entrepreneurs and, and and small business owners and coaches. And um, so pe- you know people would recommend us to their friends and colleagues and uh, partners. Uh, but also um, we then became. Um, involved with key person of influence um, owned by Dent Global. Um, and I became the published mentor for the key person of influence KPI program, where I mentor big groups, you know, 40 odd um, entrepreneurs to plan and write their books. And then very often um, they will then come and publish with Rethink Press because, you know, they, they hopefully they trust me and think I'll do a good job for them. So um, I, you know, we we have um, uh, a, a now a, a very uh, strong flow of authors who come to us um, because I think we're doing you know, we, we've we've proven by the books we've published, who many of which get to an Amazon number one slot um, ranking, um, that you know we do do a good job for our particular niche market of authors. Um, and not only do we um, help them help them get published, but we also now have developed services, wraparound services, so. Outside KPI, we also offer um, one-to-one planning workshops, we have coaching, we have ghostwriting, um, and we have profile building at the end of the publishing process. Um, so, you know, we I think we're probably unique in the um, business hybrid publishing in this country in that we offer a full sort of suite of services for our particular um, entrepreneur authors. So that's uh, we meet them. Um, it's a you know, it's kind of a um, they come to us rather than, you know, we, we don't need to go out looking for them very much, which is very nice. <laughs> yes, I bet. Yes, I saw on your Twitter feed earlier today, you've got, got some of your writers being number one at the uh, and Amazon and things, which is which is very impressive. So th- thinking about perhaps your your, your kind of career in, in slightly more traditional publishing, shall we say, um, in in that kind of model, what what do you think a writer should do to make themselves attractive um, to a publisher in perhaps the more traditional publishing model? Well, I think what a traditional. I mean, we, we obviously uh, in our area we speak to. Publishers like um, Wiley, Capstone, um, Penguin, they all publish business and self-help books. So I know exactly what they're looking for. And they are looking for a broad uh, audience for their books. So they're not looking for niche um, uh, subject matter. They're looking for the widest possible subject matter. So, for instance, um, I know that somebody went to them with a book that was aimed purely at uh, well, one of the pub- one of those publishers at at women, and they said, "No, we don't want a book that's aimed at women. Please make it broader. Please make it inclusive, so it includes everyone. We want um, the widest possible options of sales." So, one thing is is a, a book with a very broad market um, is important. What they're also looking for um, is is sales, basically. So. Uh, I mean, obviously, they want to have a good book. I mean, that that probably goes without saying. Um, but it's it's really important that you know you can prove that you have 
um, good social media networks, that you have a lot of followers, that um, you have a broad business base, that you may be uh, doing lots of things like talks and workshops where selling the book as part of those things is, uh, you know, is a way that they're going to be able to, you're going to be able to guarantee that book sales will be made. So um, in, in terms of actual subject matter, it could be, it could be anything that's good and useful in, um, in, in your area. But really what people want is to know what, what traditional publishers want um, is to know that you, their books are going to sell, your book is going to sell. So if you really um, want to aim for a traditional publishing contract, you really have to work on that side of things before you approach them. That's really interesting. I, I guess the, the notion perhaps that a writer writes and then sends off a manuscript and then sits back and lets the publishers do it, maybe that's um, how it used to be in that industry. Maybe it isn't, um, but it certainly sounds from what you're saying and, and, and from other people I've spoken to that actually um, the publisher will publish, but it's the writer that has to market, promote, network and engage yes. and, and generally drive a market for their for their work. That's absolutely what's expected. And the other thing is that you've just mentioned is don't write the book before you approach them. You need to go and look on their individual websites and get their guidelines for submission. And then you need to write a really good book pitch. Um, you probably need to write, uh, you probably need to have a full contents page. You need to have lots of, you need to answer lots of other questions for them. Um, and, and you need to do it in the way that they ask you to. Don't think that um, you've thought of a better way of selling your book than they've asked you for. Do it how they want it or they really that's just another excuse for them to reject your um, your your pitch. So, you know, write a really strong book pitch, answering all the questions that they want answered. Write um, a contents page, a suggested uh, format for your book and talk about the, the market uh, and maybe to show them your. Uh, your writing skills, write your introduction and your first chapter, but don't do any more than that because they may very well, if they're interested, they may very well come back to you and say, that sounds great, but actually to fit in with uh, this imprint we've got or this series, we'd like you to reformat it and do it like this. So mm -hmm. they, a traditional publisher is going to have, is going to want to have more input in your book. Um, then, 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 you know, you, you, you may not be able to, just as I experienced, they may very well say to you, no, this is what we want you to write. And if you want that contract, that's what you'll have to accept. <laughs> right, that's really interesting that, that again, that, um, the idea that you don't just produce the work and then, and then hope somebody picks up. Do you think that's the same for fiction writers or, or do you think for fiction writers it is the other way around? Uh, I think it's less so for fiction writers. I think you can, uh, no, I think you can, I think you can, uh, more easily write your whole book. But again, it's probably to find a traditional publisher for fiction writing, you are probably going to need to write, to find an agent first. It's yeah. still that, 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 where that, that, uh, publishing route is still quite complicated and difficult. Um, so it may be that, you know, you don't need to write the whole manuscript first, that you write, again a very good selling pitch and a few chapters to give them an idea of it and then if you can get an agent your agent may then very well give you feedback and say 
Um, well, actually, this is not very popular at the moment, but this kind of book, if you could just, you know, uh, morph it a little bit this way um, or that way, uh, this will be much easier to sell into a publisher. So that's what an agent's role is to sort mm-hmm. of give an, give an author um, a good steer on what kind of book is selling into publishers, what kind of novel um, they will, you know, find easiest to sell in for the for their author. Mm. So uh, actually, again, that, that um, uh, an area that I think a lot of aspiring and new writers don't know a lot about is the whole role of, of, um, of agents and literary agents and publishing agents. But you think that that's still the route and the conduit if you wanted to go a traditional publishing route it would be to use a, an agent? I think it is for the bigger publishers. Yes, there are a lot of big publishers, um, fiction publishers who just do not accept unsolicited manuscripts, which means that you have to go through an agent. Uh, there's, there's no other way in. There are more smaller publishers, niche fiction publishers who, who will certainly accept a direct manuscript. Um, and you have to do a bit of investigating. I mean, I would say, um, get the, uh, writers and artists yearbook and yeah. trawl, trawl through the publishers and see which one suits you. Um, and then apply to, you know, whichever, um, whichever ones seem most appropriate. And yes, some of them, some of them will certainly, um, accept uh, a manuscript direct from the author. I bet some of them get inundated, though. <laughs> they, they all, that's the problem. They all get inundated. And, you know, you just, if they don't like it, you probably aren't going to hear back. And that's so difficult because you sit there thinking, um, you know, well, I might hear back um, from this one or that one. Um, and it's very, very difficult to, um, and then, you know, it might be six months later, you get a little rejection letter or you might hear nothing at all. And you just mm-hmm. have to assume that's it. Um, yeah. So it's it's tough. It is tough. And that's why self-publishing, I think, for fiction writers can be a really good way to to get published and to get out there. And sometimes if your book, you know, if your book then sells, then you've got much more likelihood of a um, traditional publisher or an agent picking you up. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Once, as you were saying earlier in the interview, once you've established that you as a market for your work, then it becomes a completely different uh, completely different kettle of fish i suppose you're a completely dis- different proposition yeah, for, exactly. for anybody because as you, as you said you know publishers want to make sure that, that what they publish is going to sell because they are still i guess investing in the upfront cost of in the that, that as a traditional publishing model where they've sunk a lot of money into into getting your book into into the booksellers and and and, and, and available in hard copy Yes, that's right. I mean, it's a, it's a very, um, it's a, it's getting an increasingly difficult business model, I would say, for publishers. So for traditional publishers, so they rely more and more on, you know, the big hitters, the, the, the big sellers. And they just, you know, they, they don't have any more that sort of financial leeway where they can take on what, are called mid-list authors mm-hmm. so authors who may or may not sell masses or you know maybe kind of uh, slow um, but but regular sellers they really don't have so much option to work with people like that anymore sadly um, so it's it's you know it, it, it's tough yeah yeah it, it is Lucy this has been a fascinating um, a really really enjoyable um, half an hour with, with you um, but we're running out of time and coming to the end of the interview um i could talk to you all day however um but um what finally would be the one piece of advice you'd give every writer irrespective of of the genre and uh, and, the, and the, the style of writing i think my um my perhaps my one piece of advice apart, apart from the one i've already given you about plan and structure <laughs> yes. even if it even if it's only in your head um to plan a structure but before that 
go through a process which I call in my in my book um, how to write fiction without the fuss I call composting so let it you know ruminate on it let things come to you spend a lot of time living in your head with with your your content um, if it's fiction with your characters with situations and let things sort of gestate really before you even put anything on paper um, just spend all your all your free time when you're not doing anything else or not doing anything else uh, mentally speaking um, um, just living in your book and, and and then it will be much, much easier to write um, than if you start just from a sort of standing start, as it were, and expect it to come for you, from, you know, sort of straight to you. Yeah, that, that's great. I, I often take my, uh, my my characters for a walk um, when, I'm, when I'm writing. Yes, to, yes, absolutely. Kind of absolutely. Yeah, yeah, no, that's great. That's terrific advice. Thank, thank you, Lucy. And thanks very much. I mean, that, that, that brings us to the end of our time for this this episode of Writing Perspectives. So thank you very much for your time. I really appreciate it. And it's been an insightful and, and enlightening half an hour. Um, and thank you for being so generous with, with your insights and sharing your experience. Um, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for coming on. So I hope you've had something useful today. I certainly have. Um, please come and visit our website, writing-perspectives.com. I'll be posting full show notes for this and every episode. So today uh, you'll be able to find out more about Lucy and some links to, um, to, to her and, and the various things that she does. Um, please come and visit and leave your comments and let me know what you think and, uh, and share what you know too. Um, one thing I know is that the only way to be a writer is to write. Um, so if you're writing, fantastic, keep going. And if you're not, what's stopping you? Um, if you need a prompt to get going, why not think about the last time you saw an animal in the wild? Write a story. Where did it go? What happened next? What did it think of you? Give it a try, even if it's just to get your, your writing muscles flexing. Nobody needs to read it, but sometimes just that act of writing just gets things going. So thank you so much for listening. Uh, my name is Steve Bowie, and this has been Writing Perspectives. Until next time, goodbye. <laughs>